Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn, and explore the world of Korean skincare, and the founder of K Beauty brand, Jelly Co. So a big warm welcome to all of our listeners who are joining us today and a special welcome to all of our new guests. If you haven't tuned in before and this is your first time listening to the show, then a welcome to you. Very glad to have you with us. So today's episode is where we run through all of the news headlines, the newness. We answer a question of the week. Uh, We sometimes do nails and fails. Other times we do a recommendation of the week. Today we're going to be doing a nail and fail. Uh, So this is a little bit more interactive. If you have a particular product or, you know, question that you would like answered on the show, feel free to send it in. This is the episode where we will answer all of those things. And then the second episode of the week is where we do a bit of a deep dive into a particular area or topic in the industry. Now, I apologize last week that there was only one episode for you, and that is because just a million things got in the way and I did not end up having time to record that second episode for you. Uh, My parents are in town in Seoul in Korea at the moment so they wanted to run around and do lots of different things while they were here. Uh, My dad ended up going to the Pibukwa, the skin clinic, for the very first time in his life which was hilarious. Uh, So every time my mum visits she loves to go along and you know get, get a treatment and see what's new here and I think my dad finally got sick of her coming back and looking really good and he was like I want to go too Uh, so I took my dad along for his very first visit to a skin clinic I'm pretty sure this would be ever in his life Uh, and anyway his uh, skin he did not take care of it when he was younger he spent way too much time in the sun didn't wear sunscreen so he has lots of spots all over his face Uh, so he got them taken care of which was an interesting experience for him and for the poor doctor who I think was very shocked to see the effects of the Australian sun on skin uh, like that. I don't I don't know that he's seen that before. So he was a little bit shocked. Uh, my dad admitted to him that he hadn't been very religious with his sunscreen. And the doctor said, you didn't need to tell me. I could already tell. Uh, so dad is a little bit embarrassed uh, about that. But he is under strict instructions now that he needs to be absolutely religious with his sunscreen and that he needs to keep moisturizing his face as well which I've been trying to tell him trying to get him to do for years so I've got him sorted out with a very basic skincare routine he's pretty good with the moisturizer Uh, he's been using our Jellico products for the last few years but the sunscreen he just is not quite in the habit of wearing it every day he's still stuck in that kind of mindset that you only need it if you're going to the beach I don't know why this mindset really persists particularly amongst a lot of older Australians it's like oh you have to be really careful with your skin if you're going to spend a day outside or a day at the beach but then they just ignore sunscreen in their day-to-day lives so anyway long story short that is not a very wise idea unless you want to have lots of spots zapped off your face when you are in your 60s <laughs> like my poor dad he was in a little bit of pain but it's it's starting to look better the spots have already sort of scabbed over which is kind of the natural healing process when you have a laser for something like that uh, and they, they they've started to do that so hopefully within a couple of weeks the scabs will fall off and he will be looking a little bit <laughs> a little bit less worst 
worse for wear. He's got uh, little hydrocolloid stickers all over his face at the moment, keeping the scabs just nice and moist in the best healing environment. Uh, and also so that they don't, you know, get exposed to anything just while the skin is healing. But anyway, that was all fun and games. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I didn't quite have time to record that second episode for you last week. But I will be doing that for you this week. So let us jump into this week's K-Beauty headlines. And I'm not going to lie, I felt like it was a little bit light on this week when I was having a look around for, you know, potential segments and things to talk about. I was like, eh, there's just a lot of things that I feel like is, are not very interesting we've already talked about before or it's just ads for new products, which I don't know about you guys, but I find kind of boring. One thing that did catch my eye, though, was a couple of headlines around K-Beauty's multi-sticks and some, uh, I guess, conversations about whether the trend is about to go viral or go global. So I saw an article in cosmeticsbusiness.com talking about the K-Beauty multi-stick trend, and this is something that I've noticed more of definitely here in Korea, particularly the Kahi multi-balm is kind of the product that launched a thousand dupes. Uh, as the saying goes. So the Kahi Multi Balm was the little pink balm stick that if you are familiar with K-drama, you definitely will have seen before. It's the one that Kim Go-un is like waving around in every second scene in the drama The King. Uh, that was definitely where I first saw it. They have done a million different product placements in dramas, it seems like, since then. So this is a very, very popular product. Uh, there are actually there were some billboards up around Seoul last year, at the end of last year, that Kahi had taken out, basically poking fun at themselves for how much PPL they do. So this is kind of the main brand strategy that they have used, very successful to um, you know build their brand. This product flies off the shelves whenever we have it in, in store. It literally sells out within a couple of weeks, seemingly every single time. But I've noticed that these products in general, the stick balms, are getting a lot more airtime just on social media. They've gone TikTok viral, a lot more videos talking about them and, you know, people asking who should use them. And then a lot of commentary, particularly from a lot of Indian customers saying that, you know, these are no good for Indians, no good for the Indian climate. So I just thought that this is an interesting discussion potentially because I think that that is definitely true. They are not for every climate and they're not for every skin type, particularly in the case of the Kahi balm. Uh, Seoul does have a quite a particular climate, I guess. It's not dissimilar to other places like Canada uh, and parts of the uh, the US, particularly the, the more eastern parts like around New York, uh, Pennsylvania, Boston around there that have similar weather. Uh, but this kind of product is really made for people that have dry skin, dry skin or get people that get dry patches on their face. Also, they advertise it as helpful for wrinkles, uh, and I definitely think it can be, but the main effect is hydrating and plumping the skin. There are a lot of different stick balms on the local market, and I have noticed that a couple of global beauty brands are now doing their own versions as well. Very smart marketing. Uh, Charm Zone Vita Brightening Stick is a product that we've got on the Style Story website, and that one is a version of this, but rather rather than being for dry skin, it is 
a brightening version in particular. It contains 30% of ascorbic acid, so vitamin C, which is obviously well known for having brightening effects on the skin. It's also a potent anti-aging active, has lots and lots of different benefits. So there are a lot of different stick products popping up. Uh, Some of the ones that I've seen in Korea are basically trying to do the exact version of Kahi, and they're even in pink packaging, which is a little bit cheeky if you ask me. But a lot more brands are just coming up with their own version of this as well. I think most of the major brands, obvious, um, honestly, at the moment in Korea, seem to have some kind of a stick product. Tosung has one, Dialba has one. I've seen lots and lots of different ones. So I think this is definitely going to go global. Whether it lands in the same way and is as successful, I think will really depend on the consumer and the people purchasing it and the kind of look that and finish that they like on their skin. It's not going to work as well for people with oily skin just because a lot of the time they already have this problem of the skin looking a bit oily and, you know, oily and dewy are definitely not the same thing, but in the wrong climate, they can kind of be a little bit mixed up and you can't really tell. Uh, I don't think that this kind of product is going to be a go for people that live in really tropical climates like Southeast Asia. Uh, That's just my guess, but I can't see this kind of thing working really well in places like Thailand, Vietnam or Singapore, where it's just so hot for most of the year. I just don't think you necessarily need all of that unless maybe you're working in like an office with aircon on or something. Uh, But I'll be interested to see the takes that different beauty companies have on this, but I do think that this this is definitely going to go global. It's already gone viral. And when a product like this starts trending, it's only natural that people want to do their own take on it. It was kind of like we saw with the BB cushion craze. So that went absolutely gangbusters in Korea, probably maybe like 10 years ago, I think the first one, the really first, really popular one was the Iope one, the Iope cushion. And then after that, that sort of launched a thousand different versions. The technology got sold overseas to some of the bigger beauty conglomerates. Nowadays, you don't see as many cushions outside of Korea, but the cushion is still the golden standard and staple here in the local market, uh, particularly if you're looking for base makeup, definitely cushions are the most prevalent, the most popular product uh, to use. So look, I think we will definitely see more of these, but I thought that discussion was a little bit interesting. So you'll have to tell me, I know some of you have already told me that you absolutely love these products. Some people said to me that they couldn't really find a point in their routine for it, or they just weren't sure how to best incorporate it. So I'm always keen to hear your feedback on viral products like this. So you'll have to come and find me and let me know. Now, I did an AMA and ask me anything on my stories last week, and I got some really great questions, and I thought I did answer them on my stories, but I thought I would answer some of them for you as well, because I know that most people that listen to the show don't follow me on Instagram, which is totally fine. You don't need to. So I thought I would share some of the more interesting ones that I think that you may have similar questions. Now, this question was from one of our listeners, actually, of the podcast. Um, 
so a shout out to you. Thank you for your question. And she said she loves the pod. She's female, 32 with pale skin. She's got redness on the cheeks. So she was asking, what do you recommend for this? Great question. I also experience redness on my cheeks. And the key thing here is to find out what the cause of the redness is. Because if you can tell what's causing the redness, you're going to be able to identify how to treat it a lot easier. So in my case, it's rosacea. I have not got a a firm diagnosis yet. My dermatologist is still just sort of, he, he doesn't want to make a firm diagnosis yet, but he's pretty sure that that's what it is. Uh, And so I have been using some of the the medicated treatments that are for rosacea and that has helped as well. But what I have found with the rosacea is that for me, I needed to learn my triggers and then try and avoid them. That has been the most successful way I have found of cutting out the redness on the cheeks. Now, unfortunately, this condition is very common among women with pale skin and often the symptoms start to appear from the 30s onwards. So that is like a ding, ding, ding for me, unfortunately. The other indication of whether you might get rosacea is if you had serious acne, severe acne when you were younger, and that is me to a T. So I unfortunately have all of the, um, you know, more commonly associated risk factors for getting rosacea. So if that's you, then first of all, I think it's important not to self-diagnose necessarily, but to, you know, have, have a chat with somebody that knows what they're talking about, your GP maybe, a dermatologist, and just see whether they think it could be rosacea. There are actually two types of rosacea. One is uh, papular rosacea, which can sometimes look a lot like acne, particularly on the cheeks when it appears. And the other type is just the redness type where where you get the really bad flushing. Uh, So if you have the papular type, you may still have some flushing, but the the main, I guess, uh, the most obvious way will be these tiny little things that look like pimples. Uh, But they're actually, when you go to treat them, they're quite different. And that's why it's important to, to narrow down the cause and work out whether you think what what you have is actually rosacea or whether it's acne. Now, if the redness on your cheeks is left over from something like acne, that is a very different uh, condition. And so there are different things that I would recommend. The first is using a good coverage uh, product during the day just to help make the redness look less obvious. Something like Dr. Jart's Cicapair Color Correcting Cream, which is like a CC cream, a makeup cream, is a really good option. This one applies green and then turns beige. So because green is the opposite to red on the color wheel, green really neutralizes that redness in your face. So if you have something like that, just the redness left over from acne marks, I really recommend that. I think that's a really great product. The other things that I would recommend trying if you do have a little bit of redness left over is something like a vitamin C product in the morning uh, with L-ascorbic acid in it if your skin can take something like that. And then something with niacinamide in it at night is a really good option as well. Uh, so that is if you think that the redness is you know, because associated with or left over from acne. Now, 
If you think that your redness may have been caused by over exfoliation, then ignore what I just said. And I think I would focus on your barrier repair. So in that case, I would actually cut out all your actives. I wouldn't be using vitamin C. I wouldn't recommend using a whole lot of niacinamide. No BHAs, no AHAs, no retinol, no scrubs, nothing like that. And just focus on your hydration. So over exfoliation, is basically caused a lot of the time these days it's by people overusing retinols overusing their skincare acids they're the main ones when it comes to something like scrubs they get a bad rap but the good thing about scrubs is you know straight away whether you've gone too hard Uh, and a lot of scrubs particularly products like sugar scrubs you can really control how much grit you get that is why I personally don't mind scrubs I know a lot of people say oh you know you should never use them on your face and I think that there are products that contain shards of things like apricot, walnut, whatever, that aren't the best option. But scrubs, the benefit of them is that you have control over it. It's a manual style exfoliation. When it comes to your BHAs, AHAs and retinols, because they are working on a chemical level, oftentimes by the time you realize that you've done the damage, it's already too late because it builds up over time. So if you are experiencing over exfoliation, redness is one of the things that often goes along with that. So you may notice that your skin is a lot more red. In that case, hydration. Just get as much hydration into the skin as possible and cut out all actives. That would be the way to treat that. So you can see that it really depends on what's causing the redness, the kind of treatment option or how you want to baby your skin, if that makes sense. So if it's something like rosacea, very different approach than if it's something like redness left over from acne or over exfoliation. So if you can just have a think about what you've been using on your skin, how often you seem to be getting this redness, does it sort of flare up overnight, maybe after you've had a glass of red wine, you know, that would then indicate to me that it might be something more like rosacea. But if you know that you've been going really hard on the retinol, using that every night, and now your cheeks are red, then that would probably be a good indication that you may have over exfoliated your skin. So hope that that was helpful for some other people because redness generally can be caused by a lot of different things, particularly when it comes to your skincare. Sunburn is also another one. Like if you've just uh, spent too much time in the sun, maybe you didn't reapply your sunscreen. Again, I would just focus on something like hydration. All right, now over to have a look at some of our new K-Beauty releases on the Star Story website. And what we've done is we've put together a donut skin skincare set for you guys. I know so many people were really interested in nailing this trend. If you're not familiar with donut skin, the idea is that you go to bed at night looking like a glazed donut. So just, you know, if you think of a glazed donut, it's basically just a little bit, I don't know if shiny is the right word, uh, not even shimmery, but it's just got this glaze on it that makes the whole thing just look, you know, a little bit more appetizing. It's kind of like that for your skin. Now, donut skin is not to be confused with sticky skin. We don't want to do that. We just want to get it smooth, dewy, hydrated, and glowy. So we've put together a set which has five different products in it. And when you buy the set, you'll save 30% off the retail price of buying each of them 
them separately. So a great way to save some money and even better, you will automatically qualify for free shipping with this set as well. So what it's got in it is a really gentle, ultra gentle powder cleanser. It's only exfoliating if you leave it a bit grittier. If you melt it into the foam, it doesn't contain any exfoliants like enzymes. So this is makes this, this a really good option for people that have sensitive skin. We've also got a two-in-one essence style toner, which is perfect for really prepping the skin and absorbing everything that comes afterwards. We've got a soothing moisturizer, which will give you that plumper, softer skin, a hydrating gel textured overnight sleeping mask, and then a premium silicon face mask, mask brush rather to help easily apply everything and make sure that you don't waste any product as well. So go and check this one out. If donut skin is something that you've been keen to try, I think you will really like this and you will save 30% off as well. Now for our next segment, I am going to keep going with our series on why did you buy this K-Beauty product just because these ones are always so much fun uh, and rather than just a straight review I like I said on last week's episode I feel like we get really really honest feedback when we ask this question to people so we have had a few more answers to various different products. The first one was for Skin Foods Royal Honey Propolis Essence. And we asked, why did you buy this product? And our customer said, my skin loves propolis and I'm yet to try the skin food essence. I've tried the beauty of Joson and wished trend. Now it's time to review the other best one. So very interesting answer there. So she tried a couple of different products and that is why. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. We also had, uh, we also asked the same question for CosRx's uh, AC Ultimate Spot Cream. And our customer said, this is supposed to be one of the best spot treatments and it's never in stock anywhere. So I hope it pays off. Very interesting. I hope she will leave her review once she's had a chance to find, to try that one out as well. Uh, and the third one was for our deluxe mini kit, our Dear Bare Skin set. And the customer said, I'm keen to try some of these products, but they're not cheap brands. So as a sample pack is how I'll know for the future if I should purchase. I love minis too. Very honest. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. And honestly, that is definitely a a good way to go about it. If you're not sure whether something's going to be right for you, particularly if it's expensive, uh, that's why I love sample sets. That's why I've loved minis because if you have any kind of, you know, I guess reactions or something like that, then at least you're capping it at the mini. I picked up a whole bunch of products when I was in the States last time, mini products of uh, Western beauty products at Sephora and bar none. I was so glad I bought all of them because I would not buy the full size version of any of those products. So in that case, it really did save me a whole lot of money as well because one of them was a spray. You guys know I absolutely love spray. I think I tried two different ones. One was a, a glow recipe one and one was a, a toucher one and I did not like either of them. So I was so glad that I tried them both because I was like, now I don't need to buy the full size. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much to everyone who was uh, honest with their, with their feedback. Uh, and if you haven't already, guys, just a little plug to remember to leave your review for the podcast. I would love to start reading them 
them out again on the show. I haven't done that for a while. So if you haven't already, please do share your review for the podcast. Uh, It just helps other people find us and helps people work out whether they want to tune in or not pretty much. (laughs) Um, You know, if you read the review and it's like, yeah, this podcast is boring, then obviously people don't want to listen. So if if you've been enjoying the show, if there's something in particular that you like about it, let other people know and that way they can come and join the fun as well. All right. Now, before I get on to the nails and fails that I had this week, I just wanted to share with you, particularly for our Aussie listeners, of which there are many, uh, as you know, Mother's Day is coming up soon, or I hope you know that. Mother's Day is in May, so you've still got a little bit of time. What we are doing is this year we are doing a special offer for Mother's Day for our Jellico Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask. This is one of our most popular products. It is such a popular product. We are going to do a buy one, get one free offer for you so that you can get one for mum and sneak one for yourself in as well just because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm shopping for other people, I'm like, I want one too. So we are going to give that to you. When you buy one for your mom, we are going to send you one as well. So get that, get your orders in early so that you don't miss out. And also just so that you can tick that off your list. Mom will absolutely love this one. So will you. It's a really, really beautiful product. Uh, It was inspired by the cherry blossom season that we have here in Korea. Just this is my favorite season of the year. The week I look forward to probably one of the most, one of the most favorite weeks I look forward to in the whole year, walking around, just admiring the cherry blossoms and looking at how beautiful they are. Uh, and when it came time to create our our collection, I was shocked when I realized that there really are not that many products on the market at all that have cherry blossoms in them. And I could not work out why. So many other Korean brands use, you know, I don't know, like Jeju and Jeju volcanic pour clay. They use mugwort. They use all these other different local ingredients. But then when it came to cherry blossom, it was kind of like cricket. So that is why I wanted to create a product dedicated specifically to my favorite flower. And that is what we did with the cherry blossom sleeping mask. So I would love for you to try it. I would love for your mum to try it. I'm sure she will love it. Uh, A really thin layer is all you need with this product, like a pea size amount to just get really juicy jelly skin. So buy one, get one free for Mother's Day. Uh, Don't miss out. So that is just my little plug. All right. Now, for our nails and fails of the week, I had one big nail and I'm really, really happy about this because this is kind of weighing on my mind. We have a new product that we are launching, which is our lip mask, which is going to be launching really soon. And what I really wanted to do for the first time, actually, is have a launch party in Seoul. So I don't know if you remember all the way back to 2020 when we launched our very first product, uh, but it was the middle of the pandemic and we had been planning basically to have a launch party and then it just became impossible because we had all of these restrictions on, you know, how many people could meet up and it was basically limited to families only. So all throughout the pandemic, pretty much every product we launched, we could never do any kind of launch event or launch party for it because of the restrictions in Korea. So this is the first product we have actually launched that is post pandemic. All the other products that we released were all 
just it was impossible so I really wanted to do something to celebrate that uh, and you know to do it in Korea as well we're gonna plan another one for later in the year in Australia as well but more on that later anyway I found the absolute most perfect venue uh, and then they had a whole bunch of dates that just wouldn't work but I found something I've managed to lock it in so I'm really really looking forward to that Uh, more details to come soon on that but yes finally how many years after launch almost three we can do our very first party so I'm really really excited about that that was my name my fail and it's a pretty big one is that I just realized we are about to run out of bubble tea steam cream in Australia and it is bubble tea day international bubble tea day at the end of the month which is literally one of our biggest days so that was the probably the most massive fail there was a little bit of a miscommunication I thought that we had a whole bunch more sitting in our Brisbane warehouse and then one of our team members went out to check and she was like there is no bubble tea in here at all not even samples like there's no bubble tea so mad scramble then to get more bubble teas on a boat and get them over um that is literally I do not know how that happened absolutely massive fail so yeah anyway I'm working on it they will be going out but I have a really really bad feeling we will maybe be short we, we've definitely got some in our Sydney warehouse but anyway that was yeah I don't really know how that happened so I'm gonna put a note in my diary for next year I looked at the date and I was like oh yeah no no we've got heaps and I thought you know I probably just should check just in case um yeah that was that was I feel like that was totally my bad. (laughs) Anyway, that was a pretty big fail. Uh, I am in the process of trying to fix that at the moment, but I just thought I would share that with you. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I hope that you had uh, maybe better luck than me. Anyway, that there's just to let you know, it's not all not all fun and games over here all the time. But um, yeah, no, I'll fix it. I will fix it. I'm working on it. I have a boat organized to go to Australia. I'm really embarrassed. But anyway, all right. Um, that is all I had for you for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I will be back in your ears later this week for another episode. So make sure that you stay subscribed. And in the meantime, I will see you on Style Story. 